welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And no Mike Yozimovich today. He is out with the flu. <laughs> get better, Mike. Good matter. Yes, sir. Wrapped better. up tight in your Miami Hurricanes blanket over there. I hope it's with not the, a. I hope it's not Ebola. With the sniffles. Yeah, I hope it's not the Ebola either. He's that one guy. <laughs> Hear about the Ebola? Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, 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 I know him. So as we get into this week in review, the Dynasty Fantasy Football Week in Review, I do want to thank the tweet that I got, Matt. We did get a tweet saying, "Hey, you guys are talking a lot of redraft over there." Yeah, you know it is natural to kind of drift that way, but. Uh... Kudos to that person for setting us straight. Getting us back on track, yeah. Whoever I can't remember who I, I tried to look for the tweet, I couldn't find it. But uh, thanks for getting us back on track. That's what Thursdays are for. Our sit start and start and sit episode is for. That's more like that is redraft kind of analysis, dude. We're we're a dynasty site, man. We got to talk more dynasty here. I agree, and that's what we're going to focus on from here on out. So, welcome to our dynasty fantasy football week in review. What a better way to start than last Thursday. Uh yeah, here we go. Giants in Washington. Ugh, what a what a game that was. Thursday night strikes again, right? I mean, mm-hmm. one team was prepared and the other team looked like they wanted to be at home. It's it's always the case, isn't yeah, it? Like one person shows up, a couple people have some fantasy monsters, other people are catching garbage points. Right. That's why I really don't like playing those guys because you never know what you're gonna get, man. It's such a mixed bag. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. That's a really bad force gump on both both of us. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully people haven't seen it long enough. They don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, I want to talk. You know, Eli. Eli has looked really good these last two weeks. Only thrown one pick. I agree. It's a total reversal. Total. I mean, talk about talk about somebody that was in a crapper. Uh. You know, it, it it's like he's in a bidet and getting shot right back up at Boom. us. You know, I'm back. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the ceiling. Hey, but pain. I'm back. Uh, so yeah, he's he's on the ceiling. He's back. You know, Ben McAdoo's offense, a quick up tempo offense. Uh, it seems like he's finally getting together now over there, which is really nice and good to see from Eli. I mean, he's been a killer. I mean, I'm not even talking about the last two years. Almost for the last three years, he's been kind of a fantasy killer. And he needed change. He needed, like, some kind of up-tempo and consistency. And now two games isn't making me, you know, jump up and down and blow my party favors. But it's good to see not only for Eli, but Victor Cruz. Right. It should help Ruben Randall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's not only is it Ben McAdoo that comes in with his quick up-tempo offense, but the offensive line is playing better, and they have a running game finally as well. Well, the thing about that offensive line, I mean, last year's offense was was more way more vertical than this year. So Eli had to hold on to the ball much longer. They had to hold, they had to sustain blocks. And this year, man, he's just he's grabbing it and throwing it. I mean, it's almost it's instantaneous. So they don't have to block as long. So naturally, they're going to look a lot better. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, and it's starting to really click. I mean, in the preseason, obviously they were having a hard time, uh, you know, getting down everything and, and getting timing with his receivers and all that. And I think maybe it's just finally starting to click. Yeah, and it's good for Eli owners. You know, Absolutely. he's been a backup. He's been maybe third string. Yep. And you're talking about a good matchup coming here next week or this week. He's facing the Atlanta defense, which is just ripe for the shredding. Yeah, they're just giving up points left and right. I mean, yeah, look so, what Teddy did to him. I mean, if you, if these are guys that you are thinking about selling high on, possibly like a Ruben Randall, uh, Victor Cruz, who I, I would not, be, I'm not a seller on Victor Cruz at all, but I mean, this is going to be a good game to showcase for like a, a that three, you know, for the turkey this right. week. Absolutely, and man. I like him this week. Somebody who did not have a good game, who I wrote about in my start column last week, who put some egg on my face, was Kirk Cousin. Interception machine. Yeah, man. Week. Turnover machine. He, he had a fumble, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that was five total turnovers, man. You can't really do that. No. And he looked like a backup quarterback, which is kind of, I mean, it, he's kind of flashed both sides of the um, coin here. I mean, like elite, you know, quarterback one type of numbers and then following it up with really just, just backup quarterback looking stats. So. Yeah, and that's what that's what backup quarterbacks do. And I know we made bold statements last week. We picked him to be the starter in 2015, and I'm still actually going to stick with that statement. I still think Eli is going to get better, or I'm Kirk. sorry, Kirk is yep. going to get better, and he's going to have these growing pains. Any kind of young quarterback, you're going to have these growing pains, right? And I, yeah, you have to you have to be able to stick with through through them with the quarterback. If it was RG three, you wouldn't be talking about uh, you know, but he. He still th- showed some flashes, but he has to get better ball control. He can't. He can't be th- making the decisions that he's making. 
But that's something he should be able to learn. Again, this is what his third, fourth start. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. But um, just something to keep an eye on. I mean, if he has a couple more games like this, and RG three is starting to round back into shape a little bit, you're not going to see Kirk Cousins again this year. I mean, if he no. has another couple more clunkers like this, so it is something to monitor and just keep an eye on, especially for a, a you know a dynasty format. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is his shot, right? In, I mean, obviously RG three will probably get hurt again. But this is going to be his shot to. I mean, he has an opportunity here to take that offense and run with it and make you know become a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, there's 32 jobs out there, and he has a chance right now. He he's got he's it's it's like he knows somebody at a job, and all he, all he has to do is just show up in a tie, <laughs> and not and not make, use any curse words yeah, in an interview. Right. And he's just got don't the swear it. Just don't swear at the person. Yeah, yeah you know, come in, come through with like a Brian Hort. You know, just be, make right here. He shouldn't really get too crazy and try and go out of the way to impress. He should make good decisions. Don't turn the ball over. It's that simple, man. Just don't turn the ball over and make good decisions. You don't have to chuck the ball 20 yards. We'll, we'll take 10-yard passes as well. So, Kirk Cousins, was it a bump in the road? Yes. In my word, yet? No. So, good to see from Eli, not so good to see from Kirk. Right, right. And, uh, obviously, uh, the tight end, Donnell. Or, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, ridiculous. I He's mean, playing, and I don't see that arrow going down. So No, I mean, Eli's always been a uh, one of the quarterbacks that like throwing to tight ends, and this guy is just... He's proving to be a mismatch nightmare, obviously. I mean, three, six, six, three yeah. touchdowns. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Arrow pointing way up on this guy. Way he's, up. He's, he's entering that category. And we're going to talk a couple of tight ends today that are really, you know, from that position that we all know I love the tight ends more Absolutely. than anything. They're skyrocketing. I don't see his arrow going down at all. Yeah. I really like what I've seen out of there. I like the way he's playing. Uh, and, again, if you, he's somebody you picked off the waiver wire. And, he, and he's really their only big target. I mean, so he's... He's what they're he's looking a red for. Zone guy. He's it exactly. He's you the see guy. the tweet out there of a guy a guy put out there. He said, "Uh, yeah, uh, you know, like, kudos to me. Uh, the guy I was facing this week had Peyton Manning and Julius Thomas, so he went to the waiver wire and picked up Eli Manning and Larry Thomas. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that man. would be terrible. I got Larry off the waiver wire in uh our di- one of our dynasty leagues. Kudos to you if you did. You know, yeah, I mean, I started that, him this week. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Great, and yeah. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna start him over Jordan Cameron." I, don't, I mean, week. I don't blame you. You don't know what to expect uh, from Jordan Cameron this week. Versus Atlanta, too. Right. You know, hot hand in the dice game. Absolutely. Clank. Yep. Keep so, it rolling. Yeah, Larry Donald. Is he a sell-high candidate, or does he stick with him here in long-term dynasty value? I think a guy like that, I you stick with right now. Yeah, you got to ride. this. This He's so unknown, and what you, what you see is kind of like it's a really nice it's really nice to see what he does in this new offense. So he's somebody that, yeah, I'm not selling I'm sticking with him, if, and I'm riding this gravy train. If you picked him up, most likely you needed a tight end for a reason. Like, you, you were probably looking for something from the position, and that's probably why you got him. So, I mean, I'm not going to sell him. If I, if I need a tight end, it looks like he, he might just have one of those magical years. You know, you ride him out, see if he can These pull you to the championship. Moments. You know, and, and, you know, if you find... When Larry hits <laughs> All right, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't talk over your singing. It's so distracting. Oh, this is an American Idol tryouts? <laughs> no, it's not. Nah, I did my best. I meant, I meant that in a good way, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. It's always good to have fans. So, Eli, good to see. Larry, wait. Two guys, their stocks are... Good Absolutely. to see. Yep. I'm, I'm a yeah, and if you somehow you can get Larry for like super cheap, you know, for like some old guy or something, I mean, I'd definitely recommend doing that again. Like Matt said, biggest target there, uh, New Orleans, Dallas, nothing to really see there. Uh, I mean, Marco destroying the league, right? Man, he's just doing pretty awesome. Uh, Romo played well, right? Jimmy Graham put up Jimmy Graham type numbers, uh, right? Nothing, to, nothing really to see. Yeah, everything's kudos right, over right, there. Right. Marcus Colson's still kind of stacked down. Kyrie Robinson ripped off a really big run there, like sixty-two yards. Yeah, I guess same thing. Like you guys, you guys put me down on the Pierre Thomas, and you guys were right for sure. Pierre Thomas is somebody that you should not be starting right now. It looks like Kyrie. I mean, Ingram will be back in a couple of weeks there too. He'll be the clear-cut starter again, and they might just keep Kyrie right where he is. Yeah, third down back, right on. A uh, lot to talk about here in the next game with the Falcons in Minnesota. Yeah, where do you want to start? Where do we start? Let's start with the running game. Asiata yeah. and Jarek McKinnon. Good to see the flashes for McKinnon. Now his pass protection's not great, right? But he's an explosive athlete. He showed that. Yeah, he showed the athleticism for sure, man. Ripping off really. I mean, a fifty-five yard run and uh, had a nice little uh, catch too of, of seventeen yards. So I mean, eighteen carries, one hundred thirty-five yards, and he just literally just missed a touchdown too. Yeah, I mean, it's, they and they came out today uh, and said that McKinnon. Is still the backup, and Asiata is still starter. 
And hey, McKinnon had three touchdowns. He he got I started him in two leagues. He right. got me thirty points. Yeah. God they, bless America. If they keep running the ball like this, you might be able to start both of them. Yeah, you gotta help Teddy B out. Right. You know, and they're both yeah, at this point they might might both be starts. You know, Asiata's gonna goal line carries, McKinnon's gonna be on third downs. They have a good O line. Right. They have some nice nice outside threats. But it's impressive that they're doing this all with all AP and they're doing without their Pro Bowl tight end in Kyle Rudolph. So wow, kudos to them. You know, kudos to Mike Zimmer and Minnesota. Norvell, yeah. Norvell's putting together a good game plan there on offense. He's a hell of a he's an hell of an old coordinator. So both of them are, you know, good buys. Mm-hmm. Now Asiat now long term value here, dynasty wise, I I see McKinnon as the guy you want to own. Right. This year I see him as mostly just he's he's gonna be what he is. I th- I kinda you're you I I just sorry to interrupt, but Asiata kind of reminds me of like a Peyton Hillis type of guy. Like he'll get you, he'll he might, you know, this year he might be really, really good. Sell high on this guy. And sell high. I mean, because cause I don't see him being a long term type of answer. He's like, at kind the of like a plotter, you know. That's what I mean. Like a Peyton Hillis. Like he'll I mean, he's he's nothing special. He's, right, right. He can kind of do everything and you know, and that's about it. You know? Right system, right play, he's gonna look great. Right. Yeah. And yeah, McKinnon, I'm keeping. Asiata, if you got Asiata, I mean, right now he is in fuego, and you should be selling high. Now, unless you desperately need him. Which a lot of people a, probably do, because there's a lot of a banged-up running backs yeah, right now. Yeah, definitely. In, in Dynasty, you could be stuck with, you know, your starting running backs are Asiata and Devontae Freeman, you know, and you're just like, crap. But if you're in a situation like that and you can't win a title, see what you get for Asiata, you know? Right. Try and package him and something else. Maybe you get a first-round pick. That'd be phenomenal. Right. If the, and Yeah, if the beginning of your, your season went, you know, down the crapper pretty quick and you're you're staring at, a, you know, a definitely a losing season and, and you don't have a team that's going to pull it back, I would sell high. Yeah. I'd be buying. And, and, and if you're a contender, you might be interested in buying. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. You'd be trying to get cheap. You're trying to get high. And uh, maybe you get into somewhere, meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, not Josh Gordon, hey? <laughs> uh, let's talk about you know why we all, you know why we're on the Minnesota side. Cornell Patterson. Mm-hmm. First week he had twenty one points, right. mostly in the three catches, three rushes for one hundred and three yards and a touchdown. So there you go. That's sixteen of those twenty one right there. But he's running bad routes, not looking great. Right. It's the guy's a heck of an athlete. He just has to get together over that's, there. That's not enough though. I mean, at the wide receiver position, there's a ton of great athletes. You have to be able to run the routes. And if he's not doing it, you know, he's he's just not going to be getting balls thrown his way. He's rounding off rods and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, um, with Teddy Bridgewater coming into the game now, um, him and uh, Jarius Wright obviously have a, a really good connection. From, the yeah. rapport is really nice, and that's really important. I mean, they have a, that's what we were talking about before about Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns because they were the backups, and they had a, they were developing a nice rapport right. together. And that translates over when you get to start in playing time right. is rapport. Knowing the receiver's routes, knowing the receiver's timings. Teddy's and, just comfortable with him, you know? And it, it showed he targeted him like ten times. And Teddy, let's talk about this for a second. How just like calm and and just relaxed did Teddy look in the pocket during that game? It was pretty amazing. I mean, we, we preached Teddy as being the number one overall quarterback from the combine, before the combine, entering since since we went live with the site. Right. Uh and you know, the hands and all that downpour. We said, we didn't care. We said he's still number one. Blake, Blake came out. He looked good. They, honestly, they both looked really good. They did, yeah. I mean, this is going to be one, you know, we've had some bad quarterbacks come through here, but it looks like we have two keepers in for sure. We don't know what we have with Johnny yet. His athleticism alone makes him a dynasty target. Right. But, I mean, two keepers in Teddy and Blake Bortles. When yeah. Agree. I mean, definitely. I mean, 19 of 30, 317 yards. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. He didn't uh, or interceptions, but he had the bonus rushing yards again, and he and he rushed for a touchdown, which is something we didn't even anticipate. Coming right, from exactly. Him. You know, we like his poise and his his football mindset, and right. here he is running the ball again. You know, hopefully Norv sticks around and helps this guy out a lot because it's going to really help Teddy Bridgewater, and he's got some good talent around. Again, he's doing this without Kyle Rudolph. He's doing that Adrian Peterson. And that's what we thought before was going to help him. Like, hey, he's going to have AP behind him right. and really help him out. He doesn't have to rely on his game. And if anything, he has Cordero Patterson, hell of an athlete. Well, guess what? He's not using any any of those guys. Right, exactly. You know, he's using Matt Asiata, Jared McKinnon, Jerry's right, and Greg Jennings. Come on. Uh, kid's got kid's going to be a keeper in my I, eyes, for sure. I totally agree, man. He's just got to stay healthy, which is his slight build. Is, you know, he's, he hurt his ankle. They're already saying he's going to play Thursday, so it's not going to be a big deal. But, 
you know, that's his first start. So <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, a that is a little. Up. That's a little disconcerting. You know, that he couldn't finish the first game. Talk about dinged up. Mm. Levine Toliolo starting at right. Ta- Have you ever seen a tight end start at right tackle for an no. NFL team? No, I mean you can only you know dress so many guys on game day. So maybe they were a little short this week on on offensive linemen. That's the only thing. I mean they what two of them went down and that's and he had to they start. They lost their center. They lost their right tackle. They signed a tackle today. They signed another center. Dude, I'm thinking about going to BJ's and buying like four thousand ho hos and starting to beef up and go play right tackle for mm-hmm. the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. You can get some of that weight gainer too. Mm-hmm. I think they got that there. I'll see what uh, Laurent Landry's got. Yeah, <laughs> see what he can get me on over there. There you go. Fat and buff at the same time going sumo over there. Give me some Sweet. sumo rolls. Yeah, but that was crazy. I mean, that's that hurt. I mean, Steven Jackson's old to begin with. Right. And Devontae Freeman's looked bad. Pedestrian, yeah. And the O-line doesn't help. I mean, it's going to help their defense and their O-line is going to make them pass more, which helps for Julio, helps for Roddy, helps for Devin Hester. Right who they're getting the ball more to as well. Harry Douglas is kind of taking a step back in that uh, Atlanta offense. But, wow, I mean, that old, I mean, if you don't have a good old line, that's not, that's not good. And I saw a tweet today about, you know, besides the big names, what has Thomas Dimitrov done in Atlanta to provide that team with any kind of depth whatsoever? It's a really shallow league. It's a shallow team for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he, hasn't, yeah, he hasn't drafted well on, on the line. And when he did, I mean, you got Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews yeah. looks good, but you, right, that, right. one's That's not one guy, it. right? Exactly. I mean, you got to have a whole whole line there. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little rough. And let's just face it. I mean, like you said, you already highlighted it. The defense is terrible. Their running game's not great. The only real fantasy value here is Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Roddy White, and occasionally Devin Hester. Yeah, and if you're starting Devin Hester, you're, you're in trouble. Another sell high guy. Right. I mean, Roddy White. You know, I was looking at Roddy White because I was kind of confused like where my status was on a year of Roddy White because I don't have any shares of him in any of my leagues or anything. And I look back, you know, he's had a touchdown from every game except for one. Uh, he's had double-digit points pretty much every game. Again, somebody, I, I mean, that's probably, again, he's probably somebody you could probably sell high on if you're not in a championship caliber, caliber team. I mean, it looks like Julio looks oh, this great. Oh, yeah, this is the end of line for him. I mean, next next two or three years, if you're – if you're not, if you're in a rebuild mode, or you're not going to win the championship this year, it might be a great time to cash out. Definitely going to be th- throwing the ball so much. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's they need a really strong off season out there in Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for a team that and you and you, we think fantasy wise, like oh, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Roddy White, this team's going to be sweet. Well, right. no O line, no defense. I'm sorry, that it's going to be hard to win NFL games. It really is. It's just going to be hard. They're two and two team right now, and I could see them being an eight and eight team at the end of the year. I mean, it, I. I think I think but I do think Julio I think Julio's I saw some dynasty ADP stuff and some some people doing some dynasty startups and stuff where Julio's gone now number one overall, which we we have to update our dynasty rankings. We have to do that this week. And uh, but Julio, I mean, he, I, I, we talked about it last week too. Like, well, they're all so close, but you know, AG AJ Green, Calvin, right there, and it's like then I'd bump Julio up, you know, above mm-hmm. Demaris Thomas and above. You know, Des Bryant. And I'd for sure, leave you guys me right now, like, all right, who do you want of all the receivers? I'd still say, give me AJ Green or Calvin first. Well, yeah, those are, I think those two are the clear cut. And then give me one, two. I think it, it gets a little bit muddied right there, but he's so damn good. He is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think he, talent wise, is probably the third best. It's just the reoccurring foot injuries is, it's just somewhat concerning. It, it, and, that, and that's the biggest knock. Right. And let's see if we get through the whole, even, but that's going to be a knock no matter what, even if he gets through this whole season. You know, like, oh, he played all last year, and the next year, week five, it's like, oh, my foot hurts. Right. I'll put it this way. Um, if you drafted him, you're going to live with, with whatever foot injuries. You're happy you have what you believe is the number three wide receiver. But if you're a guy that's going to be trading for him, you might be looking for a slight discount. Um, which you're based, not going to get. Which you're not going to get, too, which makes moving him pretty hard. And you know what's weird, too? It's like we've been playing Dynasty fans football for over 12 years. And I see all these other leagues where they make trades. Like, oh, I traded Julio Jones and this and this for that. And, like, out of my 12 years, we never, Mm-mm. ever have seen somebody like Julio Jones, LaDainian Thomas, and guys like that in their prime get moved. Not, literally, like, not I can't think of one. Larry Fitz. Yeah, I traded Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but those are, like, so few and far Who's between. laughing now? <laughs> Come on, you got Jonathan Stewart out of that trade. You're okay. I'm still, um, I'm still laughing. But... It, to me, and as an owner, like it blows my mind because once so somebody, you know, like Gronk and his problem, like, hey, what do you want for Gronk? And I'm just like, nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing. Right? There's guys you just have no in, real interest in moving. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I'll give I'll give you you know I'll give you Eddie Lacy for now. Now I'm good. Yeah, I want because then because I give you Gronk, then I need a tight end. Right. Well, I'll give you Eddie Lacy and I'll give you uh this turdy tight end Levine Toil. Now mm. I'm good. Yeah. So, you. but it's just weird that you see those moves and as a dynasty, like those are like ask. You see people on like our forum, people ask questions on DynastyNerds.com, like, hey. You know, I'm thinking about trading Le'Veon Bell because he's my best player and I need to get as, as No, 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 no. You build, build around, around Le'Veon Bell. Especially when he's that young, yeah. Yeah, you build around. You right. People, you got you to remember when you take these young guys and you take draft picks. Those are all just gambles. Right. Those are just risk that you're out there taking. There's no guarantee. You get the first overall pick. There's no guarantee that this guy going to be good. Right. Stick with what you know. Stick with Le'Veon Bell. Stick with Julio Jones. And that's a, we've said it before, the best way to build a dynasty team is around young talented wide receivers absolutely and we have a team that was in the dumper forever and now his team has just been destroying it and his starting receivers are aj green jordy nelson and antonio brown yep and his running backs his running back game has not been great but he's destroying everything because those three receivers are just right who's he have he's i mean he's got uh richardson and, and darren sproles darren sproles right and somebody else that's not good Right, but he, uh, he's, I think, second point getter in the and league. Big Ben's his quarterback, yeah. Because right. his, his three receivers are scoring 90 points every week. So if right. you have 90 points in your receivers every week, you, you know, everybody else gets you like six. Yeah, you're in a good spot. Yeah, you're still winning, right. So, all right, well, let's, let's move on to the Eagles-San Fran game. Not a lot there either. Uh, uh, speaking of guys that got you six points last week, Nick Bowles. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Way to go, Napoleon. He's shown he's tough. I still like Nick Foles. He so looks like long-term value. He's, so I know I. Mike hates him and everything. Are you concerned about LaShawn McCoy at all? What was he, like 39 yards on a year or something like that? He's looked really bad, and there was a... They're not a, running the ball? No, they're not. Their offensive line is really beat up. They're getting Lane Johnson back this week off of suspension, which should help a little bit. But a reporter asked LaShawn McCoy if he was healthy, and he kind of just like, Never really directly answered the question. He said it basically doesn't matter. I'm fine. So there might be something going on there where he's not really letting on, but he's at the end of the year, like he has like a cleanup procedure and he's been dealing with a nagging injury like all season long. I wouldn't be surprised at all, especially with how much they're using Darren Sproles. I think we, we all could agree that we didn't expect to see Darren Sproles this much. So he might just be nicked up and, and they're not letting on. Oh, Lions not helping. I was, it's right. Foles getting destroyed. I, Enough's coming out of that loss where they said, hey, why aren't you giving the ball to Shady McCoy? Tell me after what he did last year and what he did for you last year. They got, they ha- he has to get better. He's still, I'm st- at least I believe he's going to be better. Unless, he, unless he's nicked up. That's, only, that's the only reason I would think that, that you know, he's not going to do a lot better he's going forward. He's backs, man. Yeah, they, he's, they've been killing. You, totally. you own the season confidently you know, with your AP, your Shady McCoy, and your Jamal Charles. Even though Jamal Charles yesterday had a very, very fine day. In week four. But right. you know, right. I mean, these are guys that you that you build your these are your fran- face of your franchise, and it, they're just kicking you in the shin, stepping on your toes. So mm-hmm. you know, McCoy might be a nice go buy, try and buy low kind of candidate. You know, I've seen a couple of trades out there where he has been traded, and some of them were a little kind of ridiculous. But I see tons of ridiculous trade, trades all the time. So yeah, absolutely. If the owner McCoy is down on him because of the first four weeks of the season, go out there and make an offer for yeah. sure. In dynasty fantasy football, frustration is your best friend. Exactly, because people are just make a hectic move, and then three weeks later, like, what the hell was I thinking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just sitting back, this Scrooge McDuck in it. <laughs> so, all right, Jacksonville, San Diego. I just wanted to touch on a uh, Frank Gore note real quick. I know we didn't talk about that earlier, but oh, uh, there was a Frank Gore sighting. So I'm not ready to be like, hey, he should be in your lineup every week. But, you know, a couple more weeks, if they, they prove that they're going to be giving him the ball consistently like they did this past week, he might be creeping his way back into starting lineups. Yeah, I, they should rely on him. They should. And that's what we said this year. Like, hey, they're going to split carries with high to keep Gore fresh, but nothing to the point where Gore's still going to be valuable this year, and then probably next year he's probably out. Right. But, yeah, Gore still, I mean, he's a prime. He's another guy you should probably, if you can get something for him, you're not competing. That, this is... I mean, this is going to be the end of the road for him, too. Exactly. I mean, a hell of a career and everything, but, yeah, I mean, time to. Yeah, this is most likely his last hurrah here. And he's still got, he's still got one more year left in tank. I'm, I think so. I'd be so. happy with Gore. Right. So now can we move on? Yes, absolutely. So Jacksonville, San Diego? Yep, let's do this. Denard Robinson got more carries than Toby Gerhardt. Ooh. Shoelace. Got Wait more. a minute. No, he didn't. didn't not, he? According, not according to NFL.com. 
What does NFL.com say? Uh, Ten attempts for Gerhardt, nine for Robinson. Oh, it was overall. It was snaps. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, overall snaps. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it was snaps. Is what I, is what I meant to say. He was in for more snaps. Okay. And then, granted, they were down too, but and we all talked in the beginning. I mean, I know you, I, you, Mike, and I, we talked like, what the hell are they paying Toby Gerhardt for this money? Like yeah. he's not. And people are like, yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay, well, we have, we don't, we're not buying it. Right. Sell high. Like exactly. the first good game he has, sell high. Unfortunately, you haven't had that chance. Unfortunately, he's never going to have a good game. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, Gerhardt. I mean, he is what we said he was. He's don't start him. No, don't start Denard Robinson. No, you, you can't. You can't touch anything here. I mean, obviously, you can start Alan Hearns. <laughs> Our Mike Yozibovitz re- reference of the day. Shout out Alan Hearns. Hey, sh- five receptions, sixty-eight yards. Again, we'll say we'll be. Mike doesn't have to be here to put your hip to it, but you know, obviously, we've been talking about Alan Hearns since March. Again, another double-digit points in PPR leagues. Five for mm-hmm. sixty-eight, eleven points. Again, for a wide receiver three, you could dig it. Right, absolutely, man. Yeah, Alan Hearns. I mean, ceiling's point up. I mean, Marquise Lee, again, I mean, he. we don't know what's going to go on with Marquise Lee out there. Alan Robinson looks like he's going to be good. Yep, yep. So we still don't know what the hell's going to happen. With, I think most of us had, I think at least me and you had Alan Hearns right above Marquise Lee. Alan Robinson. Uh, uh, yep, sorry, Alan Robinson. Oh, yeah, we, I, I know for sure. I had Robinson above Lee mm-hmm. for quite a while there. Uh, Pretty much the whole, yeah. the whole process. Yep, yep. And... Cecil Shorts is banged up again. He's was that uh, uh what was that a hamstring? Another hamstring tweak, I believe. I can't keep up with him. Yeah, I think it was hamstring. So I mean, Robinson, you're, you're gonna see what he has there. Marquise Lee, I know we questioned his heart before too. I'm not saying he's completely out, but I mean, all in all, with Jacksonville, they need a good running back. That's easy to acquire. I still love what they're doing out there. I still like what I see out of Blake Bortles. Uh, I still like what I see out of Allen Robinson. I love what I see out of Allen Hearns. Mm-hmm. And Oh, so if worst case, if Lee's the three receiver, they're gonna have a hell of a re- three receiver set there. Oh, they really. I mean, they've been doing some work there. They've been, uh, you know, drafting in the past few years at the wide receiver core, and it's showing that they they look decent. I think it's gonna be a really. I, yeah. Again, I hate their uniforms so much. I really, I really <laughs> do. I just hate those helmets. Yeah, it's they're, like they're horrible. Hey, I, I don't even like their name, the Jaguar. I don't know why. It's just everything about Jacksonville. It's just like it's like yuck for me. But I love what they're doing, which is like horrible because it's like. Yuck! That's a yeah, good. It is. It's just when like I look the, at that helmet, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. That's a good description. Yuck! Yeah, you just see their unis, and you're just like, oh, like the Browns are getting new unis next year. I know. I can't wait. And like same thing with like Tampa Bay, like those numbers for Tampa Bay. I I literally I low every time I see them, like those are the stupidest numbers. Like if you like them, God bless you. But I hate the number. I mm-hmm. hate them. Like if the Browns did something like that, and that's my favorite football team, I'd be like, oh, God, look at those damn numbers. I know, man. Like, Definitely not buying a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't represent. I'm going old school. Uh-huh. Plus, I'm a Bernie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then good there in San Diego. What I love to see is Keenan Allen bounce back. Oh, man, big time. 10 receptions, 135 yards. Yeah, and somebody pointed out to me, too, you know, the slow start. It was a good reference where, like, hey, just remember last year that Keenan only had, like, nine receptions through the first three games as well, and then he really came on strong. Berserk afterwards. So maybe he's, like, a slow start, but Keenan looked great. Again, he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's he's a dynasty must-have. He's somebody you're going to want to take in startup rounds early. Uh, I predicted like a, around 100, you know, 100 catches for him this year. He might not get there, but he's right. going to be. He, he's probably still going to be around 80 receptions. Right. And don't overreact to the Eddie Royal two touchdown, 105 yards. I mean, that's Mr. an aberration. September. Yeah, that's an aberration. It's the same gonna, thing last year. Yeah. He had like all those touchdowns, and then all of a sudden he had. I think he had like four receptions, touchdowns, and then the rest of the year he had three. Right. Yeah, Eddie Royal. He's hot hand in the dice game that. You know, you're rolling sevens and rolling your sevens. All of a sudden, from a career out, you're just man. rolling craps. You yep. know, you're like, oh, come on, Eddie. Yep. Uh, you still got Malcolm Floyd there. You still got Ladarius Green. You still got Antonio Gates. You got Keenan Allen. Ryan Matthews is coming back. Donald Browns look poo-poo. Brennan Oliver, the guy that we talked about a couple months ago, yep. that we one. said was a sneaky start this week, who might even be a sneakier start this week because he's going to get some more carries. He got more carries at the end of the game there because Donald Brown was playing bad. But... Ryan Matthews is coming back here soon, so it's kind of all kind of somewhat of irrelevant. Right, but, right. I mean, Donald Brown, I mean, we were all big on it. Mike was all hippity-hoppity over there because his fir- former first overall pick was getting another chance. I think he was just uh, kind of playing that one with his heart. I think we can see through that. I don't. I mean, Donald Brown is kind of a replaceable back. I mean, <laughs> what are the odds of Donald Brown being really good for the rest of the year? One in a million. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, the running back situation there, Brendan Oliver still, if he's on your waiver wire in your dynasty leagues, he's a must-add. Yeah, I mean, He is 
I mean, I know before it's just a crazy situation. Nothing when Donald, you know, Danny Woodhead comes back, but I mean, he's looked he looked pretty good. I mean, he his his shiftiness, his speed, he looked pretty good. I liked what I saw with Brandon Oliver. Yeah, he was wearing number forty three. Kind of looked like Darren, Darren Sproles. Sproles a little bit. And this is going to be a showcase week because I think they're going to utilize him a little bit more this week, and we'll see what we have in Brandon Oliver. If he comes up flat, cut him. But he's definitely a nice grab. I grabbed him in every availability dynasty league I was in to try and grab mm-hmm. um, him and Darren Reeves. But we'll get to Darren Reeves. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Oliver is definitely somebody you want to swoop up in your dynasty leagues and kind of sit on. And, hey, if you're super desperate, he's a start here in week five. Absolutely. If you need somebody. Right, he's yeah. Saying, I mean, this he's going to get your fantasy points. I think he got, like, this week, like, four or five points or something along those lines. Um, Yeah, 23 yards rushing, and then he had four catches for 33 yards. So that's not bad. Nine oh, points. Yeah, nine. Oh, it was nine points. Yeah, yeah, nine points from somebody you picked off your waiver wire in the running back slot. Hey. Yeah. I mean, that's better than LaShawn McCoy got you. Exactly. That's crazy to think about it that way, but, yeah. Hey, who would you rather start this week? Hey, start Brandon Oliver over LaShawn McCoy. Who the heck is Brandon Oliver? <laughs> he's just an undrafted free agent in uh, San Diego. He's on fourth on the depth chart. But you know what? He's going to start. Yeah, well, he's not going to start, but he's going to get you some points. Look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> That's it. Who is Brandon Oliver? I remember before, too, like, you know, for how much you study and, you know, when he got signed and made the squad over Marion Grice at first, you're like, who's Brandon Oliver? Right, I know. You know? Dudes pop out of nowhere, man. Hey, let's get uh, let's get some Twitter questions on here. Lay it on me. Uh, you know, if you got any questions for us for our podcast on Tuesdays, I'll put the tweet out there saying, "Hey, we're about to do our podcast in about ten minutes. If you got the questions, hit us up. We will answer them on this podcast, like we're about to do now." First one, Matt from D W Rude or Rude, however you want to pronounce it. Twelve team Superflex. I'm a I'm a rebuild. Do I give Aaron Rodgers to get Cordell Patterson and Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, um, no. No. No, you don't. Definitely not. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a dominant quarterback one for the next eight years, probably. You want to build your team around him. Yeah, and I like Teddy B. So do I. I don't like him as much. And he might be as good as Aaron Rodgers one day, but again, this is like we talked about before. You build around guys like Aaron right, Rodgers. Right, that's a big role. You don't take risks with guys like Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, you just keep him. Please keep him. Um, Four raw receivers, two spots in PPR. Crabtree, Michael Floyd, Roy, Eddie Royal, Brendan Cooks. I already answered this on Twitter and didn't realize it was a Twitter question. Uh, I told him to start Floyd and Cooks. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. Great minds thinking like. And does from Ryan, from J.R. Hine 80, does MJD have any value anymore? <laughs> no. Not in my eyes. I mean, no. he's in the black hole. He doesn't look great. He's not putting up numbers. He doesn't have any value. I agree with you 100%. That's why I wrote two. I was like, he has no value whatsoever. Yeah. Um, is Kirk Cousins from Asher Wildman, Asher Wildman 6, is Kirk Cousins startable versus Seattle? How would you evaluate him going forward? I would. You kind of um, hit on this already. Yeah, we kind of did. But, I mean, I, would, I don't think I would start him this week against Seattle's tough defense. Definitely do not start yeah. him versus Seattle. But it depends what your options are. But, right. yeah, most likely you have better options than Kirk Cousins this week against Seattle. Hopefully defense. you do. I mean, this is a great week to sit back and say, go do something great on my bench. Like, hopefully he does something, you know, actually, hopefully he just doesn't do something terrible. But it should be on your bench either way. Yeah, Seattle's whatever tough he, Whatever play. he does, it should or be Peyton on your Manning's yeah. tough, little on Kirk Cousins. Right. From Bane the Geech, five years out, heavy hitter or no? I'm going to go through the list here. He has uh couple he has a couple of rooks here so heavy hitters or no terrence west no i would say god corrells looks so good that's why that's the only reason i say no i, w- I won't say heavy hitter right. but startable because i think they're going to run a, a dual running back combo there and i'm a very very interested to see who gets this the second most carries against tennessee this so sunday pay very close attention yep and for somebody that drafted terrence west in the first round Devontae Freeman. Reluctantly and unfortunately, I'm going to say no. Swinging a minute. Yeah. You, you went all out on that. I sure Two did. first-round picks in the dynasty leagues. I'm just not seeing anything right now from him, man. It's, it's, it's painful to say that. Yeah, it's like kind of like a... It's a painful admission. Like a Roy... Not, no, like a Dexter McCluster kind of... I don't know if it's that bad. He's just not even getting a shot. He doesn't look terrible when he runs the ball, but... Again, the O-line's so bad. He's yeah. somebody, we'll know more. As of right now, no. Yeah. yeah, as of right now, from what I've seen in the league, no. Jarek McKinnon. Yes. Heavy I hitter? Actually, I actually do. I'd say no. No? All right. I'd, I'd see him as like a, 
a really good compliment back. Somebody that can get in there and do well. I like to say, I, I, this pass blocking is just really bad. You know what I mean? I, There's only so many guys that have his athleticism yeah. at the position, man. He looks pretty explosive. Okay. Alan Hearns? I think um, a heavy hitter, no, but I think he'll be a steady Eddie. I think it'd be. I think he's not like a heavy hitter in my eyes. I think like a wide receiver one. I think he's like a really good wide receiver two. That's what I mean. Like, like very steady solid. Eddie. Yeah. Like so when you say steady Eddie, I think of like a wide receiver three. All right. Well, I guess it's up to for interpretation. We'll just say in fantasy terms, wide receiver two. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't see him as a heavy hitter though. I kind of see him as a steady, steady Eddie. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, Paul. It says Paul. Paul Richardson. Richardson? I if Definitely that not. yeah if that's no if uh, that's a fact no. Jeff Janis to nah, be continued yeah no to Devontae yeah. Adams and Jordan Nelson are the heavy hitters exactly there. uh moving on from at Spider Scar first season of Dynasty startup league and one and he's one in three any advice when to consider trading for the future um one in three is you're not completely shut down for the year and unless your team is terrible it's kind of hard to answer that question hey but if you're one and three and you're terrible and you have some really bright news because you have a chance to get todd Gurley or <laughs> melvin gordon so right hey. no i mean i mean it's right but it's, trade advice again we hit on this already too stick with your studs sell the older guys that are doing like matt asiata is a good sell steve smith is a good sell greg Jen, guys like that something that you don't see in your long-term future is quite as many and do what you could do what you can to acquire not just late round picks. I mean, third round picks, whoop de doo da. Right. See what you can do to package something to get somebody's first round pick. Right. That's what you want. You want first round picks. You want high second round picks. Um, and remember, it's remember in a dynasty league, this is a long term investment. So you just can't go around and just make rash decisions and blow it up because it could affect you long term. Sometimes you're gonna just have to ride out the year and stick with your bad team. And move into the next year. Exactly. And sometimes you'll be pleasantly surprised with some people that actually turn it around. One guy that's doing really bad on your team this year might finally get it on the next year. That's what I was just about to say. Sometimes your bad team's not as bad as you think it is. They're just having a down year. Due to, I mean, maybe you have a couple injuries piling up, and, and you're have to you're having to play guys that you you know normally wouldn't have to, and they're not performing for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, so there's a ton. Doing bad. Exactly. There's a ton of there's a ton of reasons that you could be one and three right now. I don't think I would panic and start trading everyone away because you're one and three. I mean, you get to the one and four, one and five. I mean, you're most likely your chances of making the playoffs are pretty slim. So you should start definitely at that point selling. And, and even, you know, that's the time of the season when people are going to for sure need, need pieces. And buying. Yeah. They're going to be buying around and the, that time. And the longer you hold out, the higher price you can get. Cause exactly. people, the people, the closer they get, they know they got to make that move to make that playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's when you can really start to bend people over uh, in Bohica. And what does that it, mean, Rick? You know, bend over here it comes again. <laughs> and you know, this is your first season in you know at Spider Scar. This is your first season in Dynasty, which is your whole di- fantasy football universe is about to become a glorious orchid, orchard <laughs> of fantasy football gloriousness <laughs> and awesomeness. But yeah, the key is never overreact. Right. Ride it out. Yep. This is your first season. You don't really know what you have. Don't get too crazy. But if you uh, try, my number one advice is try and get as many first round pictures as you can. And Hope you have a top two pick and get Ty, Ty Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Hey, maybe in Amir Abdullah there at number three. There you and go. Amari Cooper's coming out too. Oh, I can't wait to talk. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's, can't wait for those draft shows. I love. I love. Like that's what's great about dynasties. Like we we talk all year about you know like the regular season, and then it's like you think like how much fun we had this summer in March, like our podcast, like just talking rookies all the time. Oh man, doing our mock drafts. Oh, it was glorious. Uh, let's move on. Let's see if we have another question on here right now from at Vicarian one. I got offered right Ebron and a third for Patterson too right. early to bail on him. Start up year. Alshon Floyd and Andre Johnson, my wide receivers. Uh, I don't follow Which right is that? I mean, I'm assuming it's Jerry. It's Jerry's right. Oh, I was going to say maybe it's Kendall, right? Um, maybe it is Kendall, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to evaluate. I don't when care the, what right it is. I'm keeping Patterson over that. I mean, it was it was it was Ebron and Wright for Patterson. Yeah, so you're almost getting a first round pick. It's hard. And it's Wright a, yeah. And third for Patterson, but it's kind of like I'd rather. He said, "Is it too early to bail on him?" Yeah, yeah. I think it's too early to bail on Patterson. I'm sticking with him for the year. I'm a, He needs to learn how to play football in the NFL, and once he does, he should be pretty explosive. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see once him and um, Teddy get a little bit of chemistry, how how well he does. I mean, obviously, Teddy was was feeding Juris right this past weekend, but I mean that could all change if they develop the chemistry. Him and Cordell. Yeah, Fitz Williams sit on that. Keep Patterson sit on. I mean, a third round pick that's not really tingling my buttons. No, that's kind of a throw-in type of pick. All right, let's get one more in here from Andrew Lamb Andy. Uh, t- a team is blowing it up already, and I want Calvin. Is McKinnon in a first, which is a top five pick, too much? What if, what if he comes after Evans too? Is that too much? Heck no. I mean, I'm taking Calvin top three overall in a startup league. Right. So, so he's talking about giving up Jared McKinnon and, and a top five top pick. Top five next year. pick. If you can do that, that's stealing. And who was the other person that he said if he comes after? What if he comes after Mike Evans too? <sighs> that's closer, but I would probably do that. Yeah, if you can. I, if you can get, okay, his name is Andy. Andy, if you can get Calvin Johnson for Jarek McKinnon and a first-round pick that's a top five, I don't care if it's a number one overall pick. Yeah, you do that immediately. Right, but if you have to throw in Mike Evans also, it gets a little bit tighter, but I'd I would still do still it because you're getting the best you're, player. Yeah, you're giving a guy with upside, and you're right. getting somebody that's going to help you, you win now. And you want you really want Calvin Johnson. Well, guess what? I, I really want Calvin Johnson. Every league I'm in, too. Redraft, right. Dynasty, doesn't matter what he is. He's a stud. Right. Because I like championships. That's why I would do it. Yeah. And then and I guarantee if you do do that trade, you ride him out this year, I, this offseason, I bet you could trade Calvin Johnson back away for something more. <laughs> you said doo-doo. <laughs> Butter? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree, man. So, like, even, like, so you gave up, say you gave up McKinnon, that first, and Mike Evans. Yep. And you had Calvin Johnson this year. Well, you know what? If you want to use him in the rental, you can just as good as value back coming yeah. back. Maybe there's yeah, another his, guy that you want. Right. His value's not going to go. You could trade him for the first overall pick. I mean, you know, I mean, like. And a young Rob receiver. Right. Off somebody's roster. Like, hey, I want the, you know, so the, say that you trade the guy and the guy has the third pick. You can go out and get the first pick and maybe like somebody like Percy Harvin. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I, right. I, you know, I'm winging it here. Right, 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 right. So those are our questions on Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions on Twitter, you can hit us up at Dynasty Nerds. You can hit me up at Dynasty Rich. Oh, I'm at Dynasty Matt. Yeah, hit him up. Anyway, hit me up. Just just tweet at me and say hi. Hi. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Uh, this is reserved for fantasy talk nerds. Uh, <laughs> so let's get back to the week. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo-Houston. Ex-starting quarterback, EJ Manuel. Did they pull the plug too soon on EJ Manuel? I think they did for Kyle Orton. I mean, honestly, I know how, I know EJ Manuel, you know, hasn't looked great, but Kyle Orton's terrible. I, mean, I know why they did it. It's because Doug Marone knows he's going to get fired if they don't win games. That's that ob- yeah, yeah, EJ, that's, that's EJ's obvious. not ready to win games. That's obvious. But you think Kyle Orton's going to win you games? I'm about to find out. Right. I hope I hope Kyle Orton's still the quarterback when they play the Browns. Good luck on the unemployment line there. Uh, I mean, this is great as Browns fans because we have their pick next year. I, I no, hope, no. yeah. Keep starting Kyle Orton. That guy sucks. Start them both. Yeah, yeah. they're both going to be good news for us. Yeah. And like when they showed like Kyle Orton's uh, NFL picture for his like his whatever they're going to use on Monday Night Games, like I thought it was like his trailer park <laughs> ID. You know, it's like, hey, which trailer is your? <laughs> hey, Kyle, which trailer is yours? You got ID to be in this park? <laughs> yes, I do. My op- lopsided haircut and goofy looking facial hair. Oh man, and chubby cheeks. Yeah, that guy's. I don't know. Not, that guy plays in the NFL. There's 32 jobs out there, and that guy's got one of them. It's crazy, man. Uh, Kyle Orton. So EJ Manuel as hey, a dynasty- retired, you know, like at the beginning yeah. of the year. He got three million dollars to quit. And yeah. they got five million to come play for Buffalo. Eight million dollars to Kyle Orton. Ridiculous. Uh, some people got it. Some people got it. Mm-hmm. Should have went to Purdue. Guess so. Uh EJ Manuel, again, this is somebody I didn't like coming out in the dynasty really. Uh he's not somebody I have been high on at all. Anyways, in all my rankings, he's been pretty low. I don't think he's a future star in NFL quarterback. I have a friend that's really good, big Florida State fan, and he told me that coming out that, you know, he's like, honestly, it's like EJ and Christian Ponder. I couldn't believe they were first-round picks, and I thought they held Florida State back. Ponder's been a bust. EJ's going to be a bust. I am, uh, if you own EJ, don't don't have any high hopes. Right, exactly. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're not starting him in games or anything like that, but. If you are, you got Kyle Orton definitely sitting on your waiver wire, so go get him. <laughs> go He'll be get him. just so, as crabby. Somebody picked up Kyle Orton. Oh, my league. gosh. I can't remember who it was. It was it was uh, Styles. Was it? I think Styles. Yeah, because he needs quarterback. I was going to say, it must be a bye week thing or something. Yeah, because he, he has Cam and Cam's. Yeah, so he picked up that trailer. Guy. Uh, someone who I was having high hopes on that now has all diminished. When you go to Tennessee and the Colts, Derek Rogers. Oh, poor guy. Um, 
I really thought he was he was my diamond in the rough. Yeah, do you, I actually had him in the dynasty league as well. I, I was sitting on him. I've been sitting on him since the beginning of last year, and um, unfortunately, he got popped for Dewey on Monday morning, which is Sunday Tuesday. night boozing. Obviously, yeah. right after the game, he went out and got hammer timed, and uh, yeah, Monday or yeah Monday morning or Monday afternoon, he got cut. So yep, cue the boys to men. It's time to say goodbye. Mm, so hard, so hard. I caught. I mean, I caught him. Did you cry? No. I haven't cut him yet, so I won't know how I'll feel. Yeah. It'd be emotional. Have a you know, I mean, the landscape of the league right now, the guy's not going to get another job, you know? like mm. Drinking and driving's not good, guys. No, it's just not. It costs you your job. And it costs somebody their life. Well, the executives in the NFL aren't going to stick their necks out for these guys anymore. Like, seeing how much heat, you know, look at how much heat the uh, the Baltimore Ravens are getting, you know, just from, from sticking up for Solar Ray Rice. Those yeah. guys are taking it good. Exactly. Bishop Sankey is averaging over five yards a carry. Mm, interesting. Get, I mean, dude, Sean Green. Terrible, like we, is man. He, he is who we thought I, he was. Yeah, I've been, saying, I've been saying this literally since the draft, and I don't understand why it's taken them this long to like, get Bishop Sankey involved. And and now, I mean, there's, you know, every week Ken Wisenhunt's been saying, oh, you know, his footwork is holding him back. His footwork is holding him back. And now all of a sudden, like. His footwork looks good. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what. Yeah, you said his foot his footwork looks good, but um, yeah, all of a sudden, like Bishop Sankey actually shows well in a game, and then Kez, Ken Wisenhunt comes out and says, "Oh, his footwork is looking better." <laughs> yeah, of course it does, because you're 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 looking at Sean Green, and then you're looking at somebody that can actually run the ball. So yeah, of course yeah. it looks better. I mean, he's good in the passing game. He is again averaging five yards carry. He's somebody that the arrows are pointing up. If they want any chance to win, the receiver, I mean, Justin Hunter has been a big disappointment so far. Uh, everybody else, you know, Nate Washington, Kendall Wright, Ugh. disappointments. Charlie Whitehurst is the quarterback there. Delaney Walker is the only bright spot whatsoever on the team. Mm-hmm. And, Delaney, and then if they're going to want to try and win games, they're going to have to run the ball. And Bishop Sankey's going to be the answer. For the Colts, you know, Andrew Luck still looks phenomenal. Andrew Luck is amazing. Um, Reggie Wayne. You know, drank from the fountain of youth this past weekend, and and had an awesome. He'll have those games. I think he'll. I think he's about six more of those in him. Right. I I agree. I mean, he's like one of those guys that you start as a wide receiver three, and some weeks he'll put up wide receiver num one numbers yep. for you. Every week he's a start in my yeah, ass. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Luck. God, I mean, he is. I was thinking about this the other day. Was we are going to be talking? Our my kids are going to be talking in eight years from now, nine years from now. About how we're talking about Peyton Manning. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's uh, he's as advertised. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking a quarterback number one in a dynasty league, I am taking Andrew Luck mm-hmm. hands down. Where in a in a startup league, where do you take somebody like Andrew Luck? I know we have our quarterback rule, like we don't take mm-hmm. it to the six, but I mean, I'd make an exception for Andrew Luck if he was there in the late, very late second. I think, like if I like, say I had the first pick, I'll put it this way: I'm not even sure if. Anyone, if he'll be there. Oh, he wouldn't be. Right, right. Yeah, but he's somebody, I mean. If you want him, you're going to have to get him, like, late first round, unfortunately. Yeah, and he's somebody, because, yeah, I remember that's where, like, a couple years ago, that's where Aaron Rodgers was going. Right. I seen him go as high as four, number one overall. Right. And I would, again, I wouldn't do it, but if you're doing it, it's a smart move. Because he's number one overall, I mean, you're getting the number one overall fantasy guy. You're not going to have to worry about the position for 10 years, at least. Yeah, he's legit. He's only going to get better. And he's already sweet. Yeah, he. There's a, every every generation you have those kind of guys, and I'm. It's already a fact of mine. It's like my kids would be like, oh, and you know, you always argue because like it's all relative how do you saw the game, and it's kind of you know I can't sit here and talk about Bart Starr because I didn't watch Bart Starr play. I can't right. talk about Johnny U because I didn't watch Johnny U play. Same with the Jim Brown. I didn't watch Jim Brown play, and I'm a Browns fan. I watch highlights, and uh, to me, like my kids, though, you know, Andrew Luck is the great, you know, the best quarterback ever, Dad. You know, he's won a couple of Super Bowls. Look at all these stats. He, he's, if he plays long enough, he's going to be up there with all the stats and whatever, everybody else. He's killing it. Uh, so, yeah, if you're an Andrew Luck owner, God bless you. Yeah. I have no I have no shares of him. I don't either, man. And it's probably because we both prescribed to the, <laughs> you know, like drafting quarterbacks a little later. So Yeah, and he went number he went number one overall in our uh, rookie draft, didn't he? Andrew Luck that year? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The year he came out, yeah, yes, he went number yes, one overall. Yes, yeah, and great move by him. And that's what we were preaching too. Um, so, um, I we can't get by without at least having a Trent Richardson update. He fantasy wise actually didn't have a horrible game this yeah, past like 19 weekend. Nineteen points. Yeah, 
Whoop de doo. So, He's still terrible. I'm just just putting it out there because we always dog the guy. I at least want to be fair and and give him some props when he has a halfway decent game. Didn't wasn't his, what? Do you have his stats in front of me? Yeah, it was 20 attempts for 47 yards and a touchdown. So he's not averaging much at all. Wait, 20 Still attempts for? 47 yards. So that's at about 2.1 yards yeah, per 2.3, yeah. Oh, my God, he's so bad. He's so bad. So um, I wouldn't <laughs> expect his load to continue to have, you know, great volume like that. So just to let you know, don't go starting him next week thinking, oh, my God, he's back. Oh, please don't do that. Right. So, Sell him on this if you can pass. Oh, I hate him so again, as a person, as a fantasy football player. Right. He's so terrible. Yeah, and get Bradshaw if you can. I mean get him. Three, four, I mean he had thirteen points. Entering last week he was the number four overall right. over fantasy running back. So right. I mean God bless him too. I've said a lot I've I've been blessing a lot of people today. You sure have. From whatever gods that are up above, I've been blessing him from that guy. Uh Detroit and the Jets. We've got Geno Smith there. Uh-huh. He's not going to be good, I don't think. No. Uh, he just doesn't have it. Decker caught a touchdown. Hey, you know. Even, with, like... even with the bad hammy, he fought his way into the end zone, which is, is good. And they already said this week he feels better than he did last week. So I think Decker might be a good buy low candidate. I was just going to, yeah. I could see him um, actually putting up halfway decent numbers for the rest of the year. Yeah, me too. I think he's like somebody they can go out there and get for like dirt cheap. And again, he's somebody has value they paid. I mean, he's in a really bad team, so he's going to do he's going he's going to do better, and he's been limited with these injuries. So, like right now, is like a prime time to buy low on Decker. I, I like Decker. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think we both have them in different leagues, right? Yeah, I have them. Yeah. I got them from you, man. I know. I was going to see if you want to trade him back. <laughs> <laughs> you want, I'll give you him and Stephen Jackson. Ooh, for the right price. Wow, bargain basement shopping right here. Hey, man, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing I, our boy Eric Ebron. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, with uh, oh, what's it? Uh, Fourier out. Yeah, he saw a lot. He saw. Yeah, what happened? Oh, something about his dog. You hear him? I, I I didn't read the whole article because I didn't have time. It's something about like oh, Fourier and his dog. Like he got hurt because of his dog or something. I knew he hurt his ankle at his house, and it was like pretty severe. Yeah, and, I didn't hear. Like well, him, I didn't hear the rest of it, man. It was like him and like there's like a picture of like this little puppy pocket dog and something, and he was like smiling like he was like Paris Hilton, and I don't know. I just saw. I don't know. I'm just talking to him as dog. Either way, he's got no dynasty future. Eric no. Ebron still does. Remember, you know, Ebron never be down on the tight end early. Like somebody like, oh, I drafted Ebron fourth overall in my dynasty startup draft, and he's terrible. Tight ends take three years. Yep, they sure do. And, you know, I'm still a big Ebron fan. And if you're new to dynasty and you can go out and get Ebron, like not now, but like week nine or so for super cheap, I'd do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, the arrow's definitely he's got it's pointed up the guy's got a freaky amount of athleticism so Mary, he's a top 10 overall right. nfl pick right tight ends that take in the top 10 are usually pretty good yeah he'll get his you shot know. well yeah vernon davis kellen winslow before he got in that motorcycle accident was pretty good mm-hmm. what other tight ends were taking in the top 10 <sighs> yeah i can't think of any off the top of my but there head. you go those yeah, two were pretty those good two are all right so, um, yeah, so it's a good thing to see out of Ebron. Arrow point up. Gino Arrow pointing down. Decker goodbye low. Chris Johnson still terrible. Ugh. Chris Ivory out snapped him. Right. Chris Johnson. Remember, Chris Johnson had uh, that touchdown, but he had like a, I had the stats in front of me earlier, but so Chris Johnson had the 35-yard touchdown run. Right. And Before that, it was five carries for nine yards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Ivory had 37, you know, the snap count was Ivory had 37 snaps and Johnson 18. So, obviously, the coaching staff knows what's going on here. But yeah, before that 35-yard touchdown run, you know, it was it was nothing. You know, yeah, the five carries for nine yards. That That's the Chris Johnson I know. Right, absolutely. And then he's like... going to sort of touch down and do a sweet celebration and say, I need the ball more. You, you need to pipe down and yeah. retire. Exactly. He, he's, he doesn't have the same kind of burst that he used to. Uh-uh. And uh, without that, he's just like a average back. Chris Ivory's playing way better. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I was down on him a little bit in the past, you know, early in the season or whatever. But I was down on him basically because I was waiting for him to get injured. So when you're down on guys, wait for waiting, waiting for for them waiting to get injured, and they don't, and then you look foolish. So I'm uh, eating my humble pie right now. And don't look foolish. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, but it just happens. Mm-hmm. 
Carolina and the Ravens game. Uh, again, Carolina is running situation has been a disaster. Ugh, and it just uh, got worse. And Darren Reeves is your new starting running back in Carolina. So if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. Yeah, man, that's crazy. He's a he's an undrafted rookie out of uh, UAB, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama, Birmingham. And, uh, man, like he's got, you know, decent size, 220 pounds. I picked so, him up in every, not only every redraft league, but every dynasty league I possibly could have got him in. I put in a claim for him. I didn't, I got scooped. By who? Uh, Tommy. Dynasty Tommy got him. Oh, yeah. He got him in our, in mm-hmm. our league. I was talking about our, our league the other day. I got him. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't on him in that league. I, I yeah. don't really need a running back. So yeah. I didn't. I always need a running back. Yeah. I don't, I think I have like six of them in that league. I still need a running back. But yeah, he should be picked up. Chris Obanaya, if you're if you need a deep stash, Chris Obanaya will probably be the third down back there. I know Fozzie Whitaker comes back there. Uh, he's coming back as well. But like the old Cleveland Browns running back from last year. Yeah, look for Carolina to be drafting a running back next year. Oh, God, I can't believe you're even saying that out loud. But it's true, man. They're they guys. Yeah, you guys around. They need to just completely cut bait with both those guys and just get them the hell out of there. Yeah, they're, they're both overpaid. They're both don't play. Right. And they should be out of there. Uh, Steve Smith had a hell of a game. Still, he's gonna. He's not like pace for like eighteen hundred yards or something like that. I mean, he's just blowing up the league. I mean, he's somebody that has that attitude where he really does feel dissed by Carolina and thinks he could still play. And another a great sell high candidate because he's probably gonna put up good numbers for the rest of year in QBX offense. I agree. I mean, Flacco's looking for him early and often. Man, he's just he's getting involved. And Torrey Smith. I mean two receptions this past week. He happened to catch one for a touchdown and, and made a stat line look, you know, halfway decent two for 53 with a touchdown. But those are, those are the kind of numbers you can't really rely on. So, I mean, you want the guys that are getting a ton of targets, a ton of catches to, you know, be in your, your lineups week in and week out. He's killing it, man. He's just going, I remember in our dynasty world championship, we took Steve Smith, like, like with one, like the round 28. Mm, Right. I was like, ah, let's get Steve Smith. Anybody have, you know, Gonna be like a little sour and have one heck of a year, you know one year left in him. Right, right. Here he is, destroying it, tearing it up. Got, man. Has us at three and one. He's helping the cause with our crappy running back situation <laughs> in that league. But uh, perfect, perfect sell high candidate because he is gonna be somebody that could, you know, he's like somebody you could do, use him and package and maybe get somebody like a good again a first round pick. I was gonna say yeah, that's the kind of guy you want to you want to throw him and another guy together and get somebody's first round pick like that, that, and yeah. if you if you're gonna have a late first round pick it's worth it because listen i mean it's still we still do this it's nice it's it's nice to build depth mm-hmm. it's nice to have that first round pick but we want to win the championship right steve smith is going to help you win a championship this year right so if you're not in that and if you're not in that situation to win a championship sell them man yeah sell for what you mm-hmm. get i mean if you i would take i would take a i would take a second round pick for steve smith and that's what it took like him solely and in like a high second round that's the thing. Nobody's gonna offer, unless unless it's for sure. Like you know, it's a high second round pick. I mean, I'm not taking a late second, right? But uh, you could probably get something good for Steve Smith out there. So my Travis Benjamin update for the day. Um, awesome game again, man. Five catches, seventy six yards, and a touchdown. Calvin Benjamin. Oh, what I say? You were thinking Browns. Travis Benjamin. Oh, sorry. The guy that can't get damn punt. Yeah, way too many Browns games under my belt. Um, yeah, Calvin Benjamin. Um, looks great, man. Terrific. Yeah. I was I was completely wrong. I mean, Mike great. were right. You guys were right. See, I was right about Kelvin. I was right about John Brown. I can, I can go on. I can, yeah, I can just go of, on for two hours. Out of, two out of hundred ain't bad. <laughs> uh, let's hit up the last game of the week that was on yesterday because we recorded this on Tuesdays. Kansas City and the New England Patriots. Their time is ticking. Wow. Uh, I love my favorite part of that game was at the end <laughs> the the smirk and the look. Get, Bill Belichick gave to the guy that asked, hey, "Is there a, are you going to be evaluating the quarterback situation?" And like his face was pretty. He's like, pff, pff, pff. he didn't even answer it. It's yeah, like, right. That reporter's like, "What? Are you, this is Tom Brady. He's a few, there's no quarterback controversy here. <laughs> you know, their old line's bad. He's had a bad. He had a bad game. Yes, he has yeah. not looked good. Yes, but I mean, in all reality, there's no quarterback controversy. T- Jimmy Garoppolo who came in and thrown for 500 yards in 15 minutes, and there would be no quarterback controversy in New England. Um. Uh, so. Speaking of that, is there a reason to panic if he's your only quarterback? Oh, I've been saying, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been saying, you know, going into the week, he was not, he, you know, he was the 26th ranked fantasy court. Austin Davis had more fantasy points than Tom Brady going into this week. Right. I, I absolutely set you up for that. I, I am down on Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, it's a huge, if you're starting Tom Brady, you're in huge, and I see so many people ask me, I have people ask me, hey, should I start, uh, 
Tom Brady, this was going in the last week, even the week before, Tom Brady or Matt Ryan. I had somebody ask me, should I start, I honestly had somebody ask me, as they asked me, if they want, should I start Andrew Luck or Tom Brady this week? My response was, Andrew Luck's the number one overall fantasy point leader. Yeah. Tom Brady is a 26 fantasy quarterback. Right. That should answer your question. That should right answer there. it right there, man. Any um, more brain busters? <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah. So it, don't start Tom Brady. He should be your third string backup or your backup quarterback. Yeah. Do not start Tom Brady. Don't start anybody on New England unless his name is Gronkowski. Uh, they're in bad shape, man. Their O line's disasters. I don't know why. It looks like they should not have traded Logan Mankins. I don't know why Bill does that kind of stuff, man. He's the smartest man in the room. And I like that tweet I saw too, though. But, you know, Bill's still a great coach. And it showed a lot, you know, how Charlie Weiss just got fired this week that everybody that leaves Bill is a failure. But Bill always wins. So, well, well yeah. They just yeah. so bad. I mean, look, right. Aaron Dobson on, you know, he's not active. And. Uh, Kembro Tompkins not active. It's like everybody they draft is anybody they get as receiver. They took Aaron Dobson over Keenan Allen. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. When was the last time they actually drafted a wide receiver that played well for them? Nobody. Taylor Price they took in the second round. Uh, he was bad. I mean, Julian Edelman was like a seventh round pick, and he was a he quarterback. Was a quarterback out of Kent State, and he took like five years to develop. Yeah, I mean, everybody's just terrible. I mean, everybody they take is terrible. Again, yeah. they took Dobson over, and I was big on Dobson because I liked his college tape. I liked his hands and everything. I mean, you got to put this kid. He could have been, you know, he's a good, nice deep threat. Like, come on, Bill, work with this. Put this kid in there. I mean, you took him in the second round. I mean, you're starting Brandon LaFell over Aaron Dobson. I mean, is Brandon LaFell honestly that better than Aaron Dobson? Put the kid in there and let him play because your team is in bad shape, and you're going to need somebody big and tall to go up there and get the ball. Brendan LaFell is not a good... He was cut by the Carol. He was let go by the Carolina Panthers who had nobody going into this. You have Jericho Cotri and they drafted Kelvin Benjamin. You got to play Aaron Dobson. I don't want to see Aaron Dobson inactive. Okay, if you don't believe in Kembro Tompkins, who is an undrafted free agent, that's all fine and dandy. But you invested another second-round pick in Aaron Dobson. You're going to invest another second-round pick or a first-round pick in a receiver next year because you don't have any receivers. You got to see what this kid could do. I mean, you just have to. I, I, I mean, I totally agree. They're not helping Brady at all. Um, but... At the same time, I, I, I think I think that Tom Brady's skills have diminished, and and the dude even came out and said, you know, when I suck, I'll retire. When when asked the question, start when writing he, out the paperwork. Yeah, dude, start writing it up because you look kind of like you suck right dude, now. Dude, you're you're one of the all time greats. You're married to a supermodel who makes thirty million dollars a year. I know you're competitive and all, but don't don't go out ugly, Tom. Right. It it, it looks bad, man. It, it does, and. I mean, it's a quarter of the way through the season. I'm not ready to say he, like, as NFL, fantasy-wise, yeah. I mean, I'm not really big on him. Yeah, I am probably seeing it for a little, little bit through the, the fantasy lens. So, yeah, I mean, he's probably not ready to retire yet. But um, Yeah, but he's in there. I mean, I saw a stat, too, from PFF as well, and they're like, don't blame it all on O-line because when he had time, he was, like, 44% with, like, no pressure or mm-hmm. anything as well. So, like, don't, in mm-hmm. the response was, don't blame the line. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's our week in review, that's Dynasty a- Fantasy Football. Let's uh, touch on the uh, Kansas City a little bit. Oh, we, wait. Oh, do, I, I, yeah. I, completely, we got, I got so worked up there, I forgot we didn't talk about our man. Yeah. Our Cincinnati, from Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati Bearcat, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, man, tearing it up, man. Jesus. I, I mean, I've been kind of hinting that, that you know, the breakouts, you know, on the verge. For, we've been talking yeah. about for a couple of months now. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been saying, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah, it's time to start getting them in the lineup. And, man, he showed out this week. Eight receptions, 93 yards. <laughs> A touchdown and they're i mean they're running plays specifically for him man like they had a little nice little a two two tight end uh receiver screen type of thing going on he, i mean he just like stiff armed the hell out of somebody got an extra five ten yards on that so i mean he dude looks like a beast man dude he looks like fish don't fry in the kitchen and beans don't burn on the grill that's right he is he looks really good he is everything that we wanted some of these other elite tight ends he's what we thought jordan cameron would do this year mm-hmm. he Again, we were talking about Larry Donald earlier, Martellus Bennett, right. and Travis Kelsey. These are guys that are, and we're not even, like, even Zach Ertz. Arrows are pointing up, but Travis Kelsey has a potential, definitely for, like, what Alex Smith does well. Right. Travis Kelsey is, like, going to be his best friend. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't throw, yeah, Alex Smith doesn't throw the ball on deep, and, and Travis Kelsey is one of those guys who can catch the ball and make something happen. When we update our rankings, I will be moving Travis Kelsey up significantly. I would... I have him in one of my dynasty leagues, uh, and that's it, only one. I wish I had him in more, but I'm a big believer. I think he's going to be entering that next tier mm-hmm. of, like, right below, right below Gronk, Gronk mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham, and Julius Thomas, and if he keeps it up, he'll be getting, he'll be entering that, like, you know, because Jordan Cameron was, like, almost, he was, like, he had his toe on that line. Right. 
Now he's all injured. He's got that screwed yeah. up shoulder. So Jalvis Kelsey, I mean, if you're talking young tight ends, I mean, he's somebody, I mean, is there another young tight end? Okay, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have right now, Travis Kelsey or Jordan Cameron? Um, I still hard, want Jordan Cameron. I was going to say, hard to say because Jordan Cameron did it for a full year. Yeah. I am more excited about Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey right now, though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, 6'6", six, six, I mean, I really, the, I mean, all these tight ends are big, but I'm a really big Travis Kelsey fan. If you can get him, mm-hmm. get him. Right. It's going to be hard to do right now because his name is hot, but it's not like hot enough where he's untouchable. Right, it's if not white hot, If you follow closely, man. Right. then you know it's hot. But It's like, not Jimmy Graham. You can't even make an offer on that guy without mortgaging your entire team. But he might be there soon. Right, exactly. He is moving on up. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather ha- honestly, I'd rather have Travis Kelsey than Kyle Rudolph. Yes. Absolutely. He's shown me more than Kyle Kyle Rudolph in, you know, just like a couple games. More than Zach Ertz. Yep. And there's not many. I mean, it'd be easier to say the guys, you know, Jordan Cameron, Julius Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Gronk. Those are the guys I'd really want over Mm -hmm. Kelsey right now at this moment. I mean, he's just getting better every week, and he's getting more targets every week. I know we mentioned, like, two weeks ago, I mentioned, like, hey, his targets are kind of silly. He went up again this week, Travis Kelsey. We've mentioned his name. Multiple times here, and during the preseason shows, we mentioned his name as, as well. So, absolutely, yeah, Travis Kelsey. You, we can't get behind that on KC. Yeah, anything else you want to say about KC? Uh, Nile Davis, man, and Jamal Charles both being fantasy relevant in one game. Um, it's a good sign for Nile Davis. It's this. a good sign. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like jump out and be like, oh, I can definitely start Nile Davis every week because that was a big blowout. So just be cautious, but um, it's great that they're getting him involved still. So yeah, the I, producer I, for uh, ESPN Cleveland. He had uh, he had Nile Davis in there. I was like, it's kind of like a risky move. Mm-hmm. I was texting him the other night. And I was like, that's gonna, re-, you know, but you're gonna be in a good spot. And then he came through. I was like, it paid off, man. Yeah, absolutely. Because you you didn't know what Charles was gonna do, and they might they might see, hey, let's let's not overwork Charles here. He is a smaller back, and Nile Davis does have value. Yeah, and they both look great running the ball too. And that is our week in review. There it is. And you know, obviously, if any Twitter questions. You know, hit us up on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Man. Uh, we actually do have three winners this week on our for, our forum contest. I will have to do that tonight and look those up, and you will begin an email. But all you have to do is get on our forum. It starts again this week. It restarts. Somebody just won a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Somebody won $20 a Drafter. Somebody won $10 a Drafter. Somebody won $5 a Drafter. Nice. All you have to do is go. I think the winning one was uh, Antonio Brown and Jordy Nelson were the two picks at one. Nice. Uh, all you have to do is get on DynastyNerds.com, go to our form, enter the contest. All you have to do is to pick two players that you believe will go over 200 yards. It's that simple. Go, their total yards. Go over 100 yards each. Right? Yes. They will have to go over 100 yards, and you put their yards total for the tiebreaker, and whoever you get close to whoever's the closest to your total, that's how we do the tiebreaker. And, yeah, I mean, you win free draft shirt cash, and you win a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, which really, really enhances your wardrobe. I mean, if you want to bring sexy back, Spiffy. win that contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get on DynastyNerds.com, not just for the awesome contest, but for the awesome content as well. Uh, so do that and hit me up on Twitter, at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyMatt. Follow us. Give us a review on iTunes, please. Like us on Facebook. All that you know, social media stuff you can do to help out the podcast because you know what? That's what we do it for, social mm-hmm. media. And uh, in a tweet at me, too, if anybody out there listens in uh, Tennessee, I am flying out this weekend for, and I'll remind you again on the other uh, podcast tomorrow. It'd be great to meet some fans. I already got a couple tweets, but I'll be flying out to Nashville for the Browns-Titans uh, game. So I'm so jealous. I will be there. Preg- yeah, Matt, me pregnant. and Matt always go to one, one away game together a year, and this will be the first year Matt doesn't going to go because his wife is just eating a lot of ho-hos. She's pregnant, which no, very well, pregnant. I, I knew something was going on. Right? <laughs> I didn't want to call her fat, but yeah, she's very pregnant. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow with our start sit co- episode column. And uh, mm. until then, guys, have a good night. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up to date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 